1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See mobilecom Do
3: you ever listen to the score? Do you, Do you know, know who I am? I am? Bill Fickner.
2: Yeah. William Fickner, the kind of actor when they, when they pop up on screen, you're like, wow, this movie just got better.
3: Actor with over 100 credits.
4: Colonel Willie Sharp, United States Air Force, man requesting permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man i've ever met wait bro where is he where is he how the hell would i know i fought the germans in france and i fought them in the trenches I pray to God no one ever asked to see the things that I saw. Well, how are you feeling about it? How am I feeling about what? The show, Phil. I feel confident, Andrew. I feel confident. You know what? Maybe I'm not as confident as you. Come on. What happened to you, Andrew, huh? This guy used to sell out arenas. Just him and a mic. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago. Now you got me playing an orangutan. Oh, criminals in his town used to believe in things. Honor. Respect. Look at you. What do you believe in? Huh?
5: What do you believe in? I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you... Stranger.
4: Star of 670 The Score, the movie. Listen, I only want to be known from this show. Currently in pre-production. People say to me, were you in that movie? I said, no, but I was on 670. The Score.
0: There were a couple of people who were working their asses off and doing really cool work, and I would find them. Like, I just finished a pilot with Bill Fickner and it's the same thing, and I was looking over and I was like, that's right. Anytime I would get lost in a scene, like, look at Billy and Billy's telling the truth. Hard Buffalo Bills fan. I don't know who Bill
4: Fickner is. Who is that? <laughs> who is that guy? Does he play for the Bills? Is he the water boy for the Buffalo Bills? Who is William
3: Fitchner? Bill Fickner with Parkinson Spiegel
2: on 670 The Score. Oh, uh, it's been too long. And frankly, we reached out a little too soon. After Chiefs 27, Bills 24. We're like
3: immediately... We got to talk to Fichtner, basically because our listeners are like immediately, how's Bill?
2: How's Bill doing? We see him on the internet with Kim Coates. You guys got to get him on, so we're trying to serve the listeners. Uh, And then it's like, Bill's not ready to talk about the loss yet. Got to give it time. Wait a minute.
4: Yeah. Wait, 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 did the Bills lose? Hold on, hold
2: on. Nobody told me that. Sorry, I'm
4: sorry to bring it back up, Bill, but they lost. No, hey, listen. My favorite part of the whole opening montage is when you do the clip from Heat and you keep in the gunshot blast. <laughs> Thanks,
3: <guys. laughs> yeah, you stole the movie. <laughs> did uh, <laughs> did 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 that one leave a mark, Bill? That 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 particular Bill's loss, not
2: the gunshot. No, yeah, the uh, mo- uh, the shot left a mark. Uh, yeah, the the Bill's loss
3: narratively, but the Bill's loss <laughs> must have left a mark.
4: You know, uh, yeah, I mean, don't they all? But, (laughs) you know, listen, and I mean this. I got a lot of Jets fans out here. I'm sorry I admitted it. uh, You know, a lot of my – yeah, I got my Jets fans buddies, and these guys can't win. And they're like, oh, man, how does that feel? And I'm like, well, well, there's two sides of the coin. How does it feel? It's not great. Are you kidding me? If we won one game all last year, I wanted to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. And, honestly, we should have. Made some mistakes, but we should have. But, you know, what are you going to do? Listen, you root for a team. All you do is root for that team. Did they bring you a lot of joy throughout the year? Yeah, sure. I mean, come on. We were six and six, and all of a sudden we had to run the table to even make the playoffs together, and it doesn't. And it's just, it's, it's deflating. Ah!
3: I just
4: nothing else to
2: say, you know. <laughs> so, uh. so Kim Coates, we've had on the show, your dear friend. He shares the picture on social media of you guys watching it. I assume that was in your man cave that you've told us about before. That was in my man cave. All right, so so can you paint the picture? I mean, is there cursing? What are we eating? Are we throwing things at the television? Is there silence when the when the kick goes wide right? Like, relive it for us if uh, if it's not too painful. All right, when the kick
4: goes wide right, literally the ball's in the air, and it looks pretty good, right? I mean, have you ever seen a ball hook to the right? like I, And literally it's like someone had monofilament string on it. it. was like, hey, come on over here. And it goes wide right. I swear by the time the ball hit the net, I looked at Coach and my other buddies, Gilbert, who was hanging out with me, and I said, all right, guys, thanks for coming over. Everybody out. Get
3: out. <laughs> And did they clear out? I
4: thought we were going to have something to eat. Yeah, you are. Somewhere else. Sit (laughs) out. You wanted no part of the
3: social hang after that. Oh, Uh, I'm
4: I'm hanging. It's like like somebody calls you up and goes, that was a great game. I'm like, did you really just say that to me? Did you just say that to me? (sighs) Yeah. It's like 13 seconds three years ago in Kansas City. People go, oh, my God, that was a great game. Did you really just say that to me? Come on.
3: Stop. So, so uh. d- did you think of did you think of Thirteen Seconds, or did you think of do you think of wide right? Like, does your mind go back to Scott Norwood and old Hertz like that? We lose him. Oh, did your question drop Fichtner? Was that was that it? Was oh the, no! Was that the question? The Holocaust that question <laughs> that made you drop Fichtner. Because you, you brought up Norwood, well, but Nance said it right as it happened. I Wide know. right, two words that I know that live in infamy in Buffalo.
2: I know. All right, we got we get we got Bill back. Uh, yeah, Speaks, you want to ask your heartbreak I, question? I, again? I,
3: did you think back to Scott Norwood and Wide Right? Like, does it all get connected in that way in a moment like that, Bill?
4: You know, I'm so glad we're talking because I will never speak to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that.
3: Let's get that. No, no, honestly,
4: listen, the Scott Norwood thing, come on, it's 47 yards. It's the end of the game. There's no time. You kick that field goal, you get it, you get it. That's not what happened against the Chiefs. That should not – it should not have come down to that to tie the game. It should not have. There were some mistakes on that last thing, you know. There were just mistakes, offensive mistakes. you got to put it away. Mm -hmm. you got to put it away. That's it. So, did I go to that place? No, but, you know, it's kind of like – You know, you start to feel this. Why do you have this go down to a field goal to go to overtime? I don't have any faith in overtime. Win it. But you got to make plays. And there were a few that just were not made on that final drive. A few throughout the game. But that final drive, that's your moment right there. That's your moment. You win that. Do I think it was, you know, do I point the finger at anybody? I don't know. I guess if I have to say anything, I would say, you know, why does it feel like great coaching doesn't have that happen?
3: Hmm. That's all. Interesting. Yeah. Well, see, see, Bill. The reason I ask about like the old hurts is because look, this is Chicago, man. When when the Cubs give up a homer to tie the World Series in 2016, this whole fan base is like, just like the ball getting through Leon Durham, just like Bartman taking that ball from Moises Alou. You know what I mean? It's like sounds like you have a, a kind of healthy separation. From uh, other terrible things in Bill's past,
4: you know. <laughs> listen, we all know, and and uh, and an awful lot of people that are listening to your show and listen to your show know. You know, there there has to come a point where you know you just gotta you just gotta go on to the words next year. You have to. <laughs> you know, it's never going to stop. You're never not going to be a fan. How many people in in Chicago were like, I'm a Bears fan till the end of time. I'm a Bills fan to the end of time. Do you wish him well all the time? Absolutely. But you got to let it go. I got too many other things to do. I got to clean the garage out. I can't deal with this stuff.
2: <laughs> oh. uh, you, so McDermott, McDermott McDermott's your, your your target of your ire right now? You don't like the coach? No, no, not, I, I mean, and, and I really mean this. Like, who am I? Listen, I'm Screen Actors Guild. I'm not
4: NFL <laughs> and 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 I can be a Monday morning quarterback all I want, but I, I all I gotta say is just that there are there are moments when, I, as a fan, I watch a game and I'm like, why, why would you make that call? I'm not an NFL coach, but you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and you're going for it on fourth down with like two yards to go on your own, like 31. I'm like, what, I, what, what? <laughs> and you don't get it. Um, you know, I'm. Do I know more than Sean McDermott and the coaching staff? Absolutely not. But I wonder about that stuff. I wonder about that.
2: (laughs) Yes, someone might. It might might not be you, but there might be someone out there who does. Uh, So will you root against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because of the pain they've caused you?
4: Let me tell you, I went to, you know, that, you know, that big golf tournament that happens every year in May, the one in South Lake Tahoe, the one where all the NFL guys go. Yeah, of course. You know, it's a huge tournament. So last year I took my younger son, my college boy, he's like, dad, man, I got to go to this. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to tell you something. I, we, we followed around. uh, Josh Allen was in a little threesome with, uh, with uh, Travis Kelsey and, um, had a chance to, for me for the first time to meet Josh, met his family. But I will tell you, the most kindest person that I have ever seen in a celebrity position in my life, be it sports stars, musician, actors, anybody, the kindest person I've ever seen was Travis Kelsey. What a, what a gentleman. Man, that guy was out there. There wasn't a time he didn't knock that ball in the, in, in the cup and look for some kid to throw it to or do something. So I'm like, oh, Travis, don't make me root for the Chiefs, please, <laughs> just because you're such a great guy. Um, am I going to root for them? I don't know. I, I kind of got a little soft spot for the Niners. I I think I'm going to go that way. But, you know, my team's not in it. You know, I, you know. I also got to tell you, it's kind, it's kind of a relief to, to watch a game that the Bills aren't in. You know, <laughs> you don't have the anxiety. I got to tell you, I'm one of these people in the regular season. I can't wait for the bye week. So I can watch football and not be, you know, like biting my nails.
3: Oh, God, it's tremendous. It's what sports <laughs> offers. The escape, and then you care about some stuff that's different from the rest of your life. It's beautiful. Hey, Bill Fickner, the, the legendary uh, character actor and good friend of the show, is, is on Parkinson's Spiegel here. You mentioned Travis Kelsey there's there's something to me anyway, quite lovely about the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. Like they seem to genuinely like each other. And it's kind of it's kind of like people bitch about it and stuff, but it it also feels like it's it's entering into your world a little. It it, it might as well be Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio, right? Like every once in a while, this happens <laughs> where the where the universes collide, and it's it it's kind of fun. What what do you think when you see them? It's
4: a, well, it's a really good analogy between them, and it doesn't really happen that often. But I but but I will say that. Um, you know honestly when i watch a football game and it's the kansas city chiefs and and it seems like every time there's a great play you know you used to cut to the end zone and watch the hometown fans cheer and that they cut to they cut to taylor and um you know i i get it a lot of people talk about you know you know i'm really here to watch football but the part about the whole thing that i that i am absolutely fine with is i love the way the two of them deal with this, especially, you know, like Travis, he's the football player. It's football games. It's on TV. Travis just smiles and it's like, you know, this is my life. And I like that lady. And you know what? God bless you, brother. There you go.
2: What's the key to being a normal celebrity, Bill Fickner? Oh, well, listen, I'm trying to get to the celebrity part. When I get there, I'm going to let you know.
4: Oh, man, listen, I'm a homebody. You know, I mean, that's it. That's it. Love my friends. Love my family. Love my wife. And you know what? All of them are more important than what I do. And it's always been that way. And it always will. And I love what I do. But it never takes priority over, over being home.
3: Every time we have you, you, every time it is a great answer. Every time we have you on, listeners are like, Oh my god, I just went to the IMDb page. I saw all these things. Or listeners will be like, Oh my god, I loved him in this or loved him in that. Today it's Crossing Lines. I, I missed the TV show Crossing Lines, but got a couple different listeners who absolutely loved it, Bill.
4: Wow, that's really cool. That's a show. That I, I was offered, it was, God, it's got to be like 11 years now. And, uh, and it shot in the Czech Republic in, in Prague. And I, and I read the script and I'm like, I really like this. And I looked at my wife and I said, darling, I'm way too old to go, go somewhere for five months on location. It's in Eastern Europe. If you come with me and our little son, I'll do it. And if you don't want to, I'm fine. I'm not doing it. And she said, let's go. And we did. And we went for three years, and we lived in the Czech Republic. Wow. Um, I actually finished the job after a year and a half, and we so loved living there that she was depressed. I was a little depressed. I didn't want to leave, and we decided, well, then, let's not leave. And we stayed another year and a half so our son could continue to go to the international school in Prague and play on a Czech Little League team. How about that?
3: Huh? <laughs> Czech Little League baseball? Oh, yeah, there's a whole
4: niche. There's like five teams in in Prague, and there's three or four teams in Brno and Ostrava. And we used to travel around inside the Czech Republic and go to baseball tournaments. And not a lot of people spoke English, but they all spoke baseball.
3: That's awesome. Did did, did you watch Bill's games in the Czech Republic? Let me
4: tell you something. Six hours difference to East Coast, 7 o'clock at night. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, you bet we did, man, because because my son in fifth grade had a um, uh, in, uh, a valid email in the Czech Republic, uh, we could get NFL game pass.
3: So we did. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't miss any games. Oh, yeah.
3: Using your son for his NFL game pass email.
4: <laughs> what a Oh, man. Listen, he, he went to the game against Pittsburgh, the playoff game that we won. Hmm. He, he, said, he, he finds out, all right, we're going to play Pittsburgh. He's home for college break, and he's like, Do you have my flight scheduled right now when the game is happening. You know that can't happen, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, change the flight, change the flight. So he goes back to Syracuse, and of course, he hops in the car with three guys. They go to the Pittsburgh game. Then he, Then we win that game, and it's like we find out it's going to be KC at home. Every time my son goes... They tend to win like the last six times in a row. So he calls me up. and goes, "Dad, tickets are not exp- tickets are pretty expensive." I said, "Van, I don't care what they are. Get to that stadium because <laughs> when you go, they win." Well, they didn't win this time, um, but but he went. He was uh, he went for me in proxy. There you go.
3: It's a snow game. That, that's, yeah, did he shovel himself out? Yeah, he shoveled in and shoveled out.
4: Well, him and his buddies. The week before they went, they said, "Dad, we were the only seats we could get were like uh, literally like in the top ten rows." And uh, they, they whatever shovelers you saw in the news, they didn't make it up to that section. <laughs> so he, he said, "We just we crawled in. You know, they're they're all twenty-one years old. They grabbed a beer, they stuck it right down in next to their seat in the snow, and uh, and all stood for the entire game and had a great time."
2: That's amazing. Well.
4: That, no, it's amazing.
2: Hey, I mean, you're passing hey, it on, right? You pat, you pat, you passed on your your Bills fandom to your son.
4: Oh, it's oh, I think he's even beyond me right now. But uh, do you ever okay. feel guilty
2: passing on that heartbreak?
4: <laughs> I feel like sometimes he's sleeping. I walk by, I, le- I I lean in his room, and I'm like, wide right. Wide right. I want them to feel me. Um, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey, I got a question for you guys. Yes, now, sir. Yeah. What? What is? What are the Bears going to do uh, about the QB situation? We knew it was coming.
3: Oh my we knew god! Knew it was coming. I mean, I mean, you know.
4: Listen, I I like I like them, but I got to tell you, you know, you uh, you know, when he's on fire, man, he's on fire. But I'm wondering what so what's the word around?
2: I, I I think Bill, I think the I think Caleb Williams is too good to pass up. They traded for the number one pick, so they don't have to give up a bunch to get him. You drop the number one pick and a cheap contract and all that talent into a team that won seven games and finished the year pretty strong. I think they're going to trade Justin Fields and go with the rookie. I think
3: they are, Bill. It's like when you're paying a bunch of actors scale so you can afford the $20 million leading man. You know, <laughs> like the, uh, the allure of paying the quarterback on the rookie deal is just too good for building a team if he's good.
4: Hey, listen, I can't tell you how many movies where I was scale.
3: <laughs> I
4: love, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, no I got to guess. I got to guess one. I got to guess one. Um, j- just out of curiosity, so Clooney and Wahlberg could get what they needed for Perfect Storm. Oh, interesting. Did everybody else get scale? Just guessing.
4: No. Oh, God. Um, oh. But, uh, you know, hey, listen, listen. You've never heard me complain in my life. I'm so grateful for everything I've got to do. But I will tell you something. You know, a lot of people wonder, you know, if you've, you know, if, if big movie stars get twenty million dollars a movie, mm-hmm. if if you've done a lot of movies, you must get close to that, and that's not actually reality. Um, it is what it is. Listen, I, I've just been grateful to work, and you know, that's always meant more to me than anything. But uh, uh, no, that was not a scale job.
3: So, so my um, my son loves space movies, right? And I'm, we're, I'm lining up all the space movies. He loved Contact, and I was like, Hey, I know that guy. You know, as we're watching Contact together, I have yet to show him
2: Armageddon. I keep telling him, Bill, every I time, hey, Armageddon, you save the world. I,
3: I know. I just uh, listen. <laughs> some somebody had to do it, guys.
4: <laughs> I, somebody had to. Armageddon. You know the funny thing about Armageddon? You know, you flip around. You know, it's you know it still plays still all the plays. time. I gotta tell it's 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 held up the, the the test of time. A lot of movies, you look at them twenty twenty five years later, it's like oh man, that's that's so dated. Armageddon is is you know I'm not pitching the movie. I'm just saying, it's it's pretty good. <laughs>
2: it's pretty <laughs> good. It it's... hangs
4: around. Bruce Willis is great in it, have you Pretty good se- movie. Have- I had a great
2: time working on it. Have you seen the DVD commentary that Affleck does? It goes viral every few months. I feel like he's saying that he was talking uh, to the guy who made the movie, Michael. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. He's like, "Yeah, why? Why? Why was it easier to train oil drillers to be astronauts than astronauts to be oil drillers?" And Michael <laughs> Bay said, "Shut the bleep up." <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, uh, listen, the, the, the most amazing thing about Armageddon, and I've had this pleasure five times in my life, is to work with Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, when you work on a Jerry Bruckheimer film, uh, it's, it's the best. It's soup to nuts. It's the best of everything, especially a military film, because, uh, you, know, they, you know, Jerry's a great spokesman, in my opinion, for the military. The movie he makes Top Gun, Armageddon, Pearl mm-hmm. yeah. Harbor. He makes these big movies. So they tend to roll out the carpet a little bit for Jerry. And um, the things that we got to do on Armageddon the places, I mean, we shot right down on the uh, the launch pad at Cape Canaveral. We shot on the big runway where the shuttle lands. We went to mission control, Edwards Air Force Base to test pilot training school up here in Northern California and it's just uh you know, when you get when you get the opportunity to do things like that, it's just you, you never forget it. it it's it's uh, a piece of the puzzle of your life that you're grateful that you got to experience. That's
2: beautiful. That's amazing. We'll get you out of here with this, Bill. What was the best thing you saw this year? Movie wise? Yes, sir. I mean, it, it wasn't a Bills um, game. Oh. <coughs> Shot. I'm sorry.
3: Stop. The Dallas game against the Bills was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, you'd, you'd watch that if <laughs> yeah. that was streaming tonight. <laughs> yeah, that, was watch good, that, that was one. a good one.
4: Oh, I'll watch that tomorrow. Um, uh, God, best movie I've seen this year. Uh, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't see as live I, I probably do more movies than I actually get to see. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I saw a great film called uh, The Anatomy of a Fall.
3: Oh, so um, good. So good. Totally agree. Did you agree. see it? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. It just blew my
4: mind. I'm like. My wife's like, "Come on, we got to watch this." I'm like, God, don't do it to me." Half subtitled? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just riveted.
3: I totally agree. Um, and if that's the way that trials work in France, where you can just walk around and talk to people, my God, I want to just watch a trial in France. It's unbelievable.
4: Oh, and they, they and they don't cut you off. You know, I mean, if if that's, I, I swear to God, I thought the same thing. Wow, what an interesting thing that they, yeah, but riveting. And it just goes to show you, you know what? There's so many, you know, I, I, you know. God bless them. I'm I'm not a big DC Marvel fan. I just, you know, it's just, you know, not my cup of tea. And and like I said, I don't see a ton of movies, and and my wife does And She tells me sometimes, "Honey, you want to watch this one?" And <laughs> that's one of them. And I watched it a few days ago, and I was like, "Wow!" So there you go. I'll, I'll pick that one.
2: Bill, thank you so much for the time and uh, for always being so kind to the show. Our audience loves whenever you're on. We're getting a ton of feedback right now. So, thank you. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, sir. You got it. Thanks, gentlemen.
3: See you later, Chicago.
2: All right. That's Bill Fickner, everybody.
3: We still got to flesh out our movie about 670, the score. Who's,
2: who's he going to play? Bill Fickner? He, gonna... he said he got to star in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, is he the boss? Mm-hmm. Bernstein? Maybe maybe he's Bernstein. Yeah, maybe he's Bernstein. Bill Fickner is Dan Bernstein. <laughs> what do we do about the likability? It's
6: Mike North. It's like the origin story of the score. Uh, there you go. That's exactly
2: right.
5: <laughs>
2: God, is he the absolute greatest. Uh, he's
6: Bernstein, and Tanny's his consultant. And Tanny goes and lives with him and teaches him how to do Bernstein for five months.
3: <laughs> Whatever gets Tanny to L.A. for five months over the winter. Gig. He's a delightful guy.
2: Czech
5: and, Republic.
3: And Anatomy of a Fall is freaking awesome. So I, I totally agree. Yeah, Czech Republic with uh, Little League Baseball.
2: Very, very cool. See, you
3: could just pick something off that guy's credit list and you know you'll get stories.
2: A- absolutely. Yeah. And my streak is intact. I think that's our seventh or so appearance with Bill Fickner. Armageddon, Armageddon every Armageddon time. Armageddon question every time. It's so good and ridiculous. It's just the best. All right, Parkinson's, I'll watch it. Parkinson Spiegel on the Score, the Parkinson Spiegel Show.
4: Johnny B, I'm riveted to the score. It's the last bastion of talk radio because you can just have conversation and you can let people talk and get an opinion. You know, local radio. That's it.
1: Afternoons on the Score. Let's understand what the rules are. Let's do
2: it the right way. Let's still have fun.
3: His voice triggers me.
2: Well, I mean, it had been too good of a run. Roy Wood Jr. was amazing. Bill Victor was amazing. <laughs> we, but both of those celebrities, yeah. legitimate famous people, asked us what the Bears are going to do with Fields v. Caleb's. <laughs> Dude, you knew it was coming with Victor, didn't you? As soon as he said it, he's like, I, I got to gotta, I, I gotta ask you something. I got to ask you guys
3: something. <laughs>
2: Has anyone brought this up?
3: Yeah, he's not going to ask us a question about radio (laughs) or our lives. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'm still not even really sure that he knows either of our first names. I don't know. It's just the score in Chicago. He knows
3: Shane's name.
2: Yeah. He should. Yeah. But, yeah. But he
3: did say congratulations.
2: He did. He did. But uh, our guy Mark Carmen over at CHGO was doing uh, the whole media day thing. And people are like, oh, i got to talk to Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no. Oh, God. Carm, knowing where the story is, makes a beeline for Matt Nagy. I remember when I talked to you all when I first got
1: here, and I, I, I explained to everybody here that this offense, it takes a few years to
2: get going. Ah, <laughs> right, shut up. That's not what happened yesterday. <laughs> so
3: painful. Danny, <to laughs> my God, every time I hear his voice, I think of how it eventually got, which was just the worst Stubborn, one idea nonsense four times a week that we carried for way too many
1: minutes. But, but again, like again, with all due respect, uh, all due respect, uh, that it's going to be the the last time I talk about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I hope a boy
1: can dream. That's real.
2: Well, in case you needed more Matt Nagy in your life, uh, he was there when they drafted Justin Fields. Oh, I remember that. So he's got he's got thoughts on the state. Justin's Justin going to be our starter. Yep. Yeah, and he was so happy about it. He was. Uh, Here is – are we going to get to present day? I remember he said
3: Justin's going to be our starter, and we're going to give him the worst game plan in the history of NFL game plans (laughs) against Cleveland. We're just going to leave him completely alone, leave bad tackles on an island with all pro pass rushers.
2: It was a bold strategy, Cotton, and it did not work out for him. Here is present day Matt Nagy on the Bears situation. I'm just curious your reaction to everything that's going on in Chicago with Justin or not to keep Justin. Like, I'm you're at least aware of it. What what, what what are you thinking about what's happening in Bearsland
1: with that? Yeah, I mean, it, it always goes. It comes with the territory. We knew that um, years ago when we drafted him. But um, I think I think he's done a really really good job um, at the quarterback position, really growing. And I think you know it, it's always it's always a million dollar question every year for a lot of different teams is trying to. Um, decide do you want to stick with your guy, move on in different types of years. But I, I'm, I'm proud of Justin. I think the guys did a great job with him. And um, I, I, uh, I just think that he's worked so hard this year. He's improved, and um, he can really do a lot of good things.
2: Do you think if he goes elsewhere, he could take off?
1: Absolutely. But, but again, like, you know, he, he can, uh, he's going to have success um, in what he does just because he cares too much. He's very passionate, and he's a good kid. So when you have all that, you put it all together good things usually happen
2: and and your time with him
1: most proud of just him being who he was you know just sticking to his I mean we went through through some tough times as we all know um a lot of times that happens as a rookie and I I look back and say you know how could I have been better to be able to help him and put him in better situations and then I know he you know you you do that as well as a rookie and as as teammates and so um you want to learn and grow from those experiences and I think he's done that you know in the NFL and really in sports in general you want to grow every year. You want to get a little bit better. And some guys do it faster than others. But I know one thing's for sure. He's he's going the right way with his growth. And that's important.
2: Last one. People say with Caleb, they compare him to Patrick. I don't know how much you've seen Caleb, but do you, do you see that at all?
1: I, again, it wouldn't be fair to, to either one of those quarterbacks. I haven't watched um, you know very much of Caleb other than on TV. Um, I've been able to see Justin in, in crossover of film that we've watched the teams that the Bears have played when we're playing this year. And and again, when I, you know, it's, you want to watch the defense, but in my position, I also want to watch and see how Justin's doing and because I'm rooting for him. You know, I think he's a hell of a kid. He's a hell of a quarterback. The the future is very bright for him and and, uh, I'm rooting for him.
2: He's uh, the voice can be triggering. He wants to be a head coach again, man. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that was a pretty diplomatic way of handling all of that. There was some accountability in there uh how, I, I th- how, how I thought he wants to be better
3: yeah i thought it was all pretty sensible and and, yeah. and, and level and and kind of understandable and darn near likable aside aside from the voice yeah i also find myself wanting to look back and see what the crossover film was
2: so obviously well, they, but i mean he didn't even need to do that they, they played the chiefs this year in week
3: three yeah when justin was bad But, like, he had a chance So you're saying
2: what games did the Chiefs and Bears play the same opponents? Right.
3: Looking at their... So they played the Chargers late, but Justin didn't play in that game. They played the Raiders late. Yeah, they
2: played the AFC West. They played the division. Yeah.
3: So so Justin didn't play that game. Patriots? uh, Packers. (laughs) So he's watching week one uh, of stuff. Uh, Eagles, Dolphins, Broncos. Justin's great game against the Broncos. Maybe... Maybe uh, Matt Nagy got a chance to watch that film.
2: Yeah, I mean, hey, these guys have to know, right? They have to know, at least on some level, what's happening around, around the league.
3: I'm sure he paid attention. I mean, he was, Enough. Pa- he, was, he was one of the main forces behind drafting the guy and then hustled him in there and, you know, cares about him.
1: Ultimately, so- it goes for me, right? Everything that we do. Ugh,
3: so, so Hungarian.
2: You it's know, funny, we got to hear from him. Last year? last year at the Super Bowl, and that was the first time we heard from him since he had been fired.
3: I remember we were, like, trying to dig in and listen and see if he was um, accountable accountable, and, like, reflective and that kind of stuff. We listened very carefully for that last year.
2: Yeah, he's in a weird spot. He man. didn't get a single interview for, no. head, for
3: head coach from anybody.
2: I, he's, he went back to the safe place. Back to the womb. Yeah, under Andy Reid, with Mahomes, where Reid's the play caller. Yeah,
3: it's going to be hard to get credit for anything in particular there.
2: Because Peterson was successful, but it was, you know, choppy. The has not done it, and Nagy did it and was and failed. So like, there's a lot of guys who worked with Andy. You know, what I mean, Ron Rivera worked with Andy Reid, John Harbaugh worked with Andy Reid, Sean McDermott worked with Andy Reid. But there are not a lot of play callers who worked with Andy Reid that have gone on to great success. Peterson is the is probably the best example right now. So it's he's kind of gotten past, like in the McVeigh tree, the Shanahan tree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not the place that people are going to look for. So i I wouldn't expect Matt Nagy unless he changes jobs to like, why, why would you go there?
3: Yeah. Well, that's why the enemy, that's why, why Biennemi Biennemi left. Added, right. He, he he left to try and go prove himself at another place. So we could get promoted from there. If not, if not from Kansas city. And he had, had a pretty good year. Sam Howell's stats were pretty amazing for what a fifth round. It was a fifth
2: round. It was a fifth round pick. I mean, listen, they were, they they got the second pick in the draft, so they did not win a lot of games, but they were not a talented team with not a talented quarterback. And he put up, decent passing production
3: so but not retained by the new head coach
2: not retained well yeah brought in Kingsbury Mm -hmm. but but yeah it's uh I I'd bet against Nagy getting another head coaching gig unless he gets the Chiefs job like that's the one like I wonder if that happened because Mahomes does love him like I, I wonder so if
3: Andy steps away at some point
2: which yeah, at some point he will.
3: Mm-hmm. You've got a guy who's done it before but gets to elevate.
2: Done it before, learn how we do things, familiarity with the quarterback. Andy Reid gives his blessing to it. He gets to just, you know, Gerard Mayo behind Bill Belichick, Jed Hoyer behind Theo Epstein. Like he just – like because Andy Reid had said that he was the brightest coaching prospect that he had ever had on, on, his, on his staff. So maybe he – uh, he just needed to learn a few things in Chicago. You Some of that was out that. of his control. He
3: could sell that in Kansas City.
2: Not based on how their offense played this year. That's true. You know what I mean? There was, but like, I, I don't think that would be popular if it happened this offseason. Because they would say, wait, you have the opportunity to coach Patrick Mahomes in his prime. And the best you could do is Matt Nagy it would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I do think that assuming Andy Reid stays for a few more years and there's a few years where the Chiefs offense is top five in the NFL again with Matt Nagy then, then maybe, maybe you can make that argument that he's the guy. But I, I, don't, I don't think this year. Uh, there's a conspiracy theory. We started that way. We could end that way. Uh, Shane's got some pretty compelling evidence uh, about how it impacts the Super Bowl. It's next on The Score.
5: My daughters and all of our family are Swifties for going back to where we met her, I think back in New Orleans in 2009. Again, she's an extraordinary performer but our girls love Taylor Swift but they also love football. They know an awful lot about football. So I think this is just about welcoming people into the game. It's giving people a different perspective of the game. It's giving them an opportunity to say, wow, that's exciting and I see it. I see with others I see it with their friends I see it with others around we hear the stories we see the data people are talking about the game that weren't talking about the game yesterday the idea that uh, this was in a script and this is pre-planned that's that's just it's nonsense Uh, it's uh, frankly not even worth talking about
2: that is actually something that I agree with Roger Goodell on we do not have to validate every insane corner of the internet. But then Shane came in today (laughs) and said, hey, you know this thing going on about Taylor Swift? He's our uh,
3: ambassador to some insane corners of the internet.
2: I don't even know what you're talking about when you say the number 13. Okay. well, see, I I literally know nothing about what you're going to say right now. Yeah,
6: I'm not a Swifty. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, but I'm not a Swifty, right? But I'm connected because I think it's a very nice, cute relationship, and I think that... Especially a a woman of her prowess is being torn down by these scumbag men on the Internet, and it sucks. So I will promote any of this pro Taylor Swift stuff. Her lucky number, allegedly, is 13, right? There are way too many storylines within this Super Bowl where the number 13 is relevant. The number of the game, the 58th Super Bowl, 5 plus 8 is 13. The date of the game, February 11th. February, second month, 11th day, 13. The 49ers add up to the sum of 13, 4 and 9. The seeded teams, the 49ers, the number one overall seed. The Chiefs, the number three, 13. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's number, 87, or his numbers, uh, 262 yards and scored three touchdowns during the postseason. Add two plus six plus two and throwing the three <laughs> touchdowns, and that's 13. Wow,
3: that- me. In
6: the playoffs, the first game that the Chiefs hosted was against the Dolphins. That was on January 13th. The Chiefs won 26 to seven. Defense held the Dolphins to 13 touchdowns and then 11 yards uh, plus two quarterback uh, losses, totaling 11 plus two 13. Kansas City's defense allowed Miami to convert only one first down in 12 chances. What's one plus one? Uh, <laughs> one plus 12, Tanny. I'm
2: confused.
6: Thirteen. I, I, you lost me at the thirteen touchdowns in the game. Uh, <laughs>
2: I, I think he meant first downs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I
6: said. I'm sorry. First downs. Um, Travis Kelsey drafted by the Chiefs in 2013. Uh huh. His numbers 87, right? His his numbers 87. That's 13 less than 100. 13 less than 100. Just add that one. Lamar Hunt, a, the the owner right of the 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 Chiefs, the Chiefs died in 2006. On December 13th, <laughs> Taylor Swift's 17th birthday. Flight from Tokyo. We all know that Taylor, we all know Taylor is playing technically two days before, but one day before with the time change. Mm. What do you think the estimated flight time from Tokyo to Las Vegas is?
3: 13 hours. 13
6: hours. It's, it's not... It is coincidental. I understand that. Like, I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist. But if you believe in the NFL being scripted, also, Uh if Taylor makes it to the game, it'll be your 13th Chiefs game this year. Wow. Okay. You can't make the. I was at her first Chiefs
3: game. uh, you
6: were there physically.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know that. how yeah, mentally yeah, yeah, you were that's there. True, not Hold not on. Let me say that you can make this stuff. <laughs> no, no, you, can't. you no, can't. No, you can't. And we oh, think no. you just did. No, you, you cannot make this up. Shane, like eight of those were just co- totally made up. Absolutely <laughs> not. They're like, what they're, can we do? No, no, no. <laughs> Let's grab Travis Kelsey's stats from football games, then add them together in only one particular way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those are made up. No, no, Some of those no, are made up.
6: No, Speaks, they're literally not made up. They might be cherry-picked, uh-huh. but they're not made up. Those are things that happened and,
2: and are quantified by numbers. Mm-hmm. How does Brock Purdy being number thirteen factor into all of it? A a it just
6: does. <laughs> okay. It's just it's another thing that's present. Okay. I think it's insane. I think it's fun, and I, I think people people have fun with it. And
3: I agree I that it's fun. I agree that it's fun. It does get dangerous sometimes. Not in this particular in, in instance. That's fine. I you know. I, Whatever, whatever people uh, believe that gets them to watch the game is totally cool by me. Sure. Whatever they need. Sure. Uh huh.
2: What if there was like bad weather and Taylor's not able to like their flight's not able to take off from Japan?
6: Not gonna happen. There's no way that Roger Goodell lets that happen. <laughs> yeah. He'll be rubbing his little weather machine. Is that what they call it?
3: Weather machine. Okay. There's no way
2: that'll comment. happen. No. Ta- she, yeah, no flights have never been. She'll delayed. get there.
3: She'll get there. But I mean, she's got to she's got to perform at halftime with Usher. She's got to sit in with Usher course. on a song.
2: No, oh, I forgot about that. That's uh, the thing though to look out for. Like if if it's if they're cutting it close with Taylor, do they delay the game for blank reason? <laughs> you know, like That'd oh, be funny. Yeah, we're having some issues with the TV truck here. Oh, uh, yeah. there was a and then flood. Taylor just walks in.
3: There's a flood at Cal Ripken's house.
2: We better we uh, <laughs> better delay the game. Yeah, it's a power outage. She walked into the Grammys after it started, right during Trevor Noah's monologue. Taylor Swift just walked in, walked to her seat. The
3: odyssey on that girl. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. To do that.
2: That's what I'm saying. She, she sorry, missed, she missed Dua Lipa. Yeah, she did. I didn't. I didn't know. I, I didn't, no, I didn't either. miss her. No, I didn't either. Everyone was talking about how emotional those other performances were. Oh, yeah, I was later into the, in the Joni Mitchell show.
3: one. She's 84. Yeah, yeah.
6: I was just emotional watching Dua Lipa <laughs> yeah. attend the Grammys.
2: <laughs> It was powerful stuff. Thank you to Peter King. The pretty girl. Roy Wood Jr. was hilarious. He really was. Bill Fichtner did about 30 minutes on his Bills fandom in Hollywood.
3: He's a delightful man.
2: (laughs) It was great. Uh, Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, Jim McMahon and Kyle Turley will be on the show. To announce that they are running for president of the United States, this United States, right? I, I believe it's so. This country. Listen, to be honest, I've heard worse ideas. In the country, this shape is in. Uh, play categories tomorrow. Oh yeah. Maybe have an ex bear tell his life story. We got a lot going on. Hmm. Uh, thank you to Conor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat video stream, Shane Ritter, and our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. From Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is the score.
5: We see two people are really happy together, having fun together. Uh, I think that's wonderful, uh, and I wish them well. They're both wonderful people. Um, the fact that you know they both are involved with football in some fashion uh, through their relationship—that's great.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost
2: of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New
5: iPhone 15s? It's better
2: over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.